Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available. Ladies, you enjoy your conference? Hallelujah. What a, what a great thing. You can also uh, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit so our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about service, us and give online. Thanks again for joining amen. and enjoy today's what message. What's going on in this house, amen. Uh, good reports from my family uh, and other, other, other uh, Praise Chapels that joined us in, amen. They're, they were so blessed and so looking forward. They're always saying, when, when, when is it going to be next year? Amen. And so uh, that's how excited it is of them being here. And it's really an outlet for the for for these ladies. Amen. Every year. And so uh, we're we're glad that we can be a part of it. Um, we're glad that that uh, that our pastor, Amen, my wife, Amen, has created this for you guys. Amen. And so we want to pray that God continue to do this. Amen. Give her strength, vision, direction, uh, clarity, all that stuff. Amen. But right now she needs rest. Amen. So we're going to ask for rest. Amen. And uh, we're going we're gonna to get ready as we get ready for our conference. I know that uh, they haven't had a conference for a couple of years, but it is in, in Whittier, California. It is free for anyone that wants to be there. You can register, get in there for free registration. Uh, if not, just uh, uh, we'll bring you a great report. Uh, we'll be there, amen. Uh, we'll be taking off on Wednesday, amen, coming back. But we'll be back here the following Sunday, amen. People are trying to grab me to stay, and so I said i got to come back, amen. So, um, so just uh, pray for the conference. And whatever you can give, like I said, be part of it. I'm already have a set offering that I'm already going to do, and I know that you guys would come in and be part of that. So I'm not going to put pressure, but we're giving to all kinds of things. But sometimes God will stretch us and bless us. Amen? Sometimes we need to be stretched in order to be blessed. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to jump right back into our series, amen, of going deeper. Come on. Somebody say going deeper. Come on. Tell your neighbor, let's go. <laughs> Let's go deeper, amen. And what I'm talking about throughout this series, amen, is experience, experiencing new depths with the Holy Spirit, having a deeper hunger and going deeper in the Lord. Are you ready to go deeper? Are you ready to go deeper? I said, are you ready to go deeper, amen? You know, the Lord uh, moved and, and, you, and spoke over our, our, our service this morning that, our, that he's, he's, he's pushing our roots down deep. The winds are coming, amen, but we will not be blown away. And, and God is deepening our roots, amen, and so he's aligning what's going on in this house, amen, that we need to go deeper, amen. Someone say, root it. Root it. Root it. Let's get rooted, church. Let that be embedded in your mind in 2022 that we need to get rooted in the word. We need to get rooted in Christ, amen, and be, build our lives upon him, amen, and go deeper with the Holy Spirit, amen. And so the subtitle of today's message of going deeper is the one who empowers, amen. The last message was on that, amen. The first it was uh, the one who reveals. Now we're going into the one that empowers. Amen. How many know that Jesus Christ is our role model to follow? Come on. He is the role model. Don't follow me, but follow me as I what? Follow Christ. Amen. Come on. The scriptures prophesy that Jesus would come and that he would come as an anointed healer and the messenger of freedom and comfort. Isaiah 61.1 says this, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. 
For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives be released and the prisoners be freed. Come on, when Jesus came, he ushered in the kingdom of God and he fulfilled this prophecy in Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, 18 says this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, speaking of Christ, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free. Come on, somebody. Anybody free in this place? Come on. Anybody can see now? Come on. The Bible says, uh, or the, a song that we sing, we were once blind, but now we see. Amen. Uh, come on. We were once, you know, captives of God set us free. Amen. These are things that Christ came to do. Uh, there is no record miracles recorded during the first 30 years of Jesus' life. It was after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, when he became spirit-filled, that's when the supernatural of signs and wonders started to happen. Whenever he would share the gospel of the good news of God, miracles took place. In Matthew chapter 4, 23, it says this, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and sickness among people. What kind of disease? Every kind. Wherever he encountered people, people, God was doing miracles. People were getting healed in the name of Jesus. The people back then in the days of Jesus was that who saw him, uh, who lived around him, uh, who traveled with him, witnessed his anointing with the Holy Spirit and with power. They saw Jesus going around doing good things. Tell your neighbor, he was doing good things. Come on, how many know that he still does good things? Come on, he was doing good things. He cast out demons. Come on, the lame walked. Blind eyes were open. The dead came back to life. Come on, Jesus' primary message was about the kingdom of God. It was about the supernatural realm that exists within the heart, listen, of anyone who receives his gift of forgiveness. This is something that is not external, church, but internal, meaning spirit. Jesus taught this, that he taught his followers that they would, they would be given the spirit, listen, that has no limitations. Come on, in John chapter 3, 34, it says this, For he is sent by God, and he speaks God's words, for God gives him the Spirit without limit. You see, before Jesus left this world, he instructed them to wait. Somebody say, wait. How I many like, we don't like waiting? <laughs> Come on, we're in a hurry. Come on, we're still in a hurry. You know, tell your neighbor, slow down. <laughs> Come on, tell your neighbor, put on the brakes. Come on, some of us, we need to slow down. I know that there's things happening and, and we want to keep moving and, and we're trying to get a hold of situations, amen. But Jesus tells us, his disciples, I, I want you to wait, amen. I, I want you to wait in Jerusalem until what? Come on, until they were clothed with power from on high. You, you got to catch this church. This is why it's so important for us to wait. 
Don't go in front of God unless you have some power with you. Come on, there, there are some things that we need to wait on God for. Well, come on, ladies, don't rush it to get a, get a husband. Wait on God, hallelujah. Let me tell you, if you wait on God, you'll be blessed. If you don't wait on God, you'll be stressed. Come on, don't, don't make the wrong choice. Don't, be, don't go too ahead. Wait on God. God has something for you. Come on, it's just on layaway right now. So ladies, just say, where's your man? He's on layaway, hallelujah. Come on, same thing with the men, amen. you got to wait on the Lord. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings of eagles. They shall, they shall run and not grow weary. They shall, they shall walk and not faint. Come on, this is what we need to tell God. Teach me how to wait on you. Teach me not to go ahead. So he's telling them right here, you need to wait, amen. you got to wait for the power. It says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, amen. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me. You shall be witnesses to me, amen. See, the word power comes from the Greek word dunamis. Come on, it's the same word that we get the word dynamite. Come on, somebody say dynamite. So what it does, it when the Holy Spirit comes, when this power comes, it comes very explosive. It's a very explosive power that he's talking about right here when he says to wait upon, amen. When the Holy Spirit upon you comes upon you, you'll receive this power, amen. So he's telling them you need to wait. See, if we want to go deeper, anyone want to go deeper? If you really want to go deeper in the Lord, you want to get strengthened, you really want to get rooted, how many know that we need some power? Come on, and we need the Holy Spirit's power, amen. See, it is a term described as a mighty force of divine energy. Listen, an energy that you can overcome all resistance. I said all resistance. Come on, when we have this power inside of us, nothing can overcome us, church. Come on, we are powerful when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, amen. And so if we're going to go deeper, we need to understand, and we got to understand this revelator of who he is, amen, and he is the one that empowers us. Those things that you can't overcome by yourself, you can overcome through the Holy Spirit power. Come on, you can overcome any addiction. Let me talk to somebody here, amen. Any addiction, uh, any stronghold, uh, anything that you say, I can't, you can with the power, amen. This dunamis power that comes from the Holy Spirit, church. Uh, all you can do, amen, you can resist all areas with the power that the Holy, Spring, Holy Spirit brings us. We can do all things through Christ who, what, strengthens or empowers us. We can do anything, church. You, you can't say, I can't. No, you can. Yourself, you can't. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you can. You can overcome any struggle. God, I, I, Pastor, I struggle. I go, well, be filled with the power. There's some power that's lacking inside of you. There's some unbelief that's lacking inside of you because this power is given to us. And for some of us, we haven't waited. We've gone ahead of God. And you have to wait until the power comes upon you. It's the same uh, miracle working power that Paul prayed that you and I experience in our lives. In Ephesians chapter 1, 18 to 21, it says this, I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, his in." An incomparable great power for those who believe. 
That same power as mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that's invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. That's some power, church. That is power. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. Come on, this is the same power that raised Jesus Christ here from that grave. Amen. It lies inside of you. Amen. It's a power that you can do all things to Christ. Amen. You can resist all things through this power. This power that I'm talking about is available to you. But it's only for those, listen, who believe. Right in the middle of that scripture I read, it says, is incomparably great power is for those who believe. Do we have any believers in the house? Do you have any believers in the house? See, if you believe, then the power lies inside of you. We should not go through struggles if the power is in us. Not that we're not going to go through things. Church, I mean, the devil comes, he slaps us, things happen, amen, and it shakes us, amen. But we have to pull within the power within us, church, to get back on track. That we can overcome, we don't have to give in. Come on, we, we don't have to give in to the flesh. We don't have to give in to these things that are trying to pull on us because the power lies inside of you. Come on, the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside you got to catch this church some of you guys are not catching me you guys are just looking at me like this you got to say come on I, I got that power you can do all somebody say I can do all things through Christ who empowers me you can do all things you can be that husband to your wife you can be that wife to your husband why because God gives you the power to do whatever you can do he can empower to make the right decisions and not bad decisions. Church, this power is available as long as you believe. The power is for those that believe, not those who don't believe. Come on, I can't believe for you. I can't believe, I, I can pray for you, but I can't believe for you, church. But you have to believe it for yourself if you want the power. How many want the power? You have to believe it for yourself, amen. It's a, it's a, it's a, sp a spirit-given power, listen, which is ignited by faith, not by human effort. Come on, when you believe, amen, it, this power that comes and fills us is ignited by faith. Not by our works, church, it's by faith. I believe that God can do this in my life. You have a belief system, and so that ignites faith till the power is released. Are, are you getting it, church? So the thing is, some of us need to ignite our faith in order for the power to, 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 to explode in your life. Paul says it again in Galatians chapter 3, verse 3 and 5. This is out of the Message Bible. And he says, are you going to continue this craziness? For only crazy people would think that they can compete by their own efforts what God, what was begun by God. If you weren't smart enough, strong enough to begin, how do you suppose you can perfect it? The answer is this. Does God who lavishly provides you with his own presence, his Holy Spirit, 
working things in your life, in you, never do for yourself? Or do, does he do these things because you're some superstar? Or you're all that? Or because you trust him to do them in you? How many know that we need to trust Jesus? Come on, we can't do anything. I say we can't do anything without Christ. Without God, we're nothing. We are not no superstar. We are not a know-it-all. I'm trusting in Jesus to help me through. That through his power, I can overcome all things, church. But you have to trust in him. Amen. He is the one that empowers us. He's the one that helps us. Amen. See, the answer is very clear. That believing, church, is a key. Believing is a key. By faith, we receive the promise of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 3, 14 says this, Through Christ, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. So that we who are believers, I said, we that are believers, we have believers in this place, right? Come on. So every time I say believers, you got to say, that's me. We who are believers, come on, might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Because we believe, church, listen, I'm going to throw a heavy revy, we receive. Because we believe, we receive. Say that with me. Because I believe, I receive. See, once you start to believe, then you activate your faith. It's ignited, and now you receive the power. The power that fills you with that same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. That empowers you to do great things for the kingdom of God. Empowers you to overcome the very struggles that you struggle with. It overcomes those, 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 those addictions that come upon you that through the power of God you can break those struggles. Come on, you can, you can have your mindset higher than where it's at right now. That through your mind you can destroy those things that the enemy's trying to put inside of you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because we believe, we receive. We receive the Holy Spirit, which then empowers us to do the work of the Spirit, Holy Spirit, which produces God's supernatural miracle working power in our lives. But the question is, where's the power in the church today? Come on. Why do so many believers look back on these miracles? God's supernatural power working things uh, that he's done, and they look at them as, oh, those are things that he has done in the past. Rather than saying and believing that my God is the same God as he is yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. That the God that did the, the raising of the dead, the blind eyes open, the lame walking back then is the same God that can do the things right here, right now in our very lives. Amen. Come on. He made lame people walk, blind eyes open. He can deliver you from anything, church. The power is here for us to be set free, amen, and to build a church, amen, that will rise up, amen, and preach of the miracles of God. That you, say I, that you are the very miracles of God to this world today. Speak your gospel. Speak your faith and watch what lives do. You'll touch lives, church, by your testimony. There are great testimonies, amen. 
Come on, we, we can bring up people after people in here to testify the power of God. We have seen people delivered from drugs and alcohol, amen. We've seen God put marriages back together, amen. There are, there's power that lies inside of you, but it's nothing of your own doing. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. And when you start to speak that, you carry power with it. And lives get touched, church. People can get healed in your testimony. People can get touched by sharing the gospel. Because with what that releases, amen, is the power of the Holy Spirit. But we have become a people. Now, I'm not saying this church. You may, be, you may be here. I don't know. Amen. But we have become a people that we say, what have you done for me lately, God? See, right now, we can have a great week. And last week, and we were like, woo! Yeah, preach and speak over me. And a week go by, and now you're not even believing what he told you. What have you done for me lately? Are you going to talk to me today? Are you going to, God, how many know that God speaks every day? You open the word, he's speaking to you, amen? We, all of us want to, thus say the Lord. We want to be called out. We want to, we want to spotlight it. And God says, you know what? Uh, no, come on. Uh, live on that word. Uh, won't you receive that word? Won't you let that word grow inside of you? Uh, those words were spoken to give you life, church, and give you power. Don't say, well, that was last week. What about this week, God? What are you going to do this week? Why do believers today acknowledge the existence, listen, of the Holy Spirit, yet not experience the evidence of his power in their daily lives? I can only speculate, amen. Perhaps they have not been taught, amen, about the third person of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps, amen, they don't know what the Bible says about who he is and how mighty he can be in our lives. Perhaps, amen, they're simply too busy with other things that they don't have time for the Holy Spirit. And perhaps they make assumptions. They assume that God doesn't move in people's lives today like he used to when Jesus used to walk this earth. One thing is certain church, I want you to listen. If you don't ask, you don't receive. And you won't receive unless you believe. You get that? Come on. If you don't ask, you don't receive. And if you won't receive unless you believe. This is why Jesus told us repeatedly to ask. Ask. You have not because you Ask not. You know, we ask, we, we're going through things. Why don't you ask God? Why don't you ask God to help you? Why don't you ask God to guide you? Why don't you ask the Holy Spirit to direct you? Why don't you ask, 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 ask? And we're not asking. And we're going through the, the things in our lives. And have you asked God for strength? Have you asked God for direction? Have you asked the Holy Spirit to intervene for you? We don't ask because we don't believe. We don't believe for ourselves. We don't believe that he can do these things. Amen. And Jesus says, ask, ask, ask throughout this, the gospels. In Luke chapter 11, 9 and 13, it says, so I tell you, this is, this is Jesus speaking. Keep on asking 
and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Church, come on. The problem is right there. We don't keep on. We don't keep on asking. We don't keep on seeking. We don't keep on knocking, church. Amen. We ask for a little time. We knock for a little bit. We seek for a little moment, for a season. And when we don't see God moving, we stop. Come on, somebody. Come on, that's the problem. He says, keep on. Tell your neighbor, keep on. Come on, tell your other neighbor, keep on asking. Tell your other neighbor, keep on seeking. Come on, tell somebody, keep on knocking. Come on. See, none of us had even heard this one. No one's knocked. You screamed. You complained. But you have not asked. You have not sought. And you have not knocked. God says, if you ask, why would I not give it to you? If you don't seek, you'll find, right? Where's my keys? Well, let's look for them. <laughs> and you'll find them, right? Or the Holy Spirit will tell you where they're at. Sometimes we're saying, where are they? And they're right in your hands. <laughs> well, we're afraid to knock. Come on, we've got to knock at opportunities, church. You want a better job? Knock it somewhere. And say, give me the job. God brought me here to bless this, this company. That's what I did when I got hired. I said, you know what? God brought me to Las Vegas, not only to start a church, but to you to hire me, and then you'll be blessed by me, by my presence here. I've come to bring blessing upon this because I come from God. I'm his child. And so whatever I ask, he'll give. And so I say, bless this company, he's going to bless it. And he has. I've been there to help people. And I say, you know what? I'm only here. For this season, what God has brought me here to make you better. I beep everybody. They don't cuss around me. I, I made change because of the presence. But not only my presence, but his presence that's inside of me. See, we make a difference, church. That's some power, church. I don't even have to speak it. They just, they just, they submit to it. <laughs> they bow down to it. They, they submit to the presence of God, not me, church but the authority that's inside of me. See what you carry when you start to walk in that authority and start to walk in that power? How, what kind of change that you can make in your surroundings, in your workplace, with your family, with friends, wherever you go, you carry that same authority because that same power that raised Christ from the dead, what happens? It dwells inside of you. It's within you. So we carry this power, church. You got to keep on doing it. If something has not happened, keep on asking. Because maybe it's in your faith system. You're not believing. Because let me tell you, you got to believe in order to receive. Right? You got to believe in order to receive. And so maybe it says, God, help me with my unbelief. Right? Remember? God, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. And so we got to ask God to help us in those unbelief areas for us, whether it be for our marriages, finances, whatever it is, church, those things that you're uncertain, those things like, I don't know, you know, those kind of things, amen. You, you got to ask God and say, God, help me in that area that I question still, or that area that I still had doubt in, amen, that will help me to believe. And when you start to believe, you'll keep on asking. 
You'll keep on seeking, church. Uh, you'll keep on knocking on the door until God answers. Uh, come on, what did Jacob do? He wrestled uh, with the angel of the Lord. He says, I will not let you go until you what? Until you bless me. Uh, until you give me an answer. We got to hold on to God, church. Uh, don't just give up, amen, uh, because things are not happening the way you want it to happen. Keep on asking. Uh, keep on seeking. Uh, keep on knocking, amen. What? Look what happens. For everyone who asks receives everyone who seeks finds to everyone who knocks the door will be open your fathers of your of your children ask if your children ask for fish and he's talking to the world here he says if they ask for fish do you give them a snake instead if they ask for an egg do you give them a scorpion of course not it says if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children He's talking about the world. Those are just dads, amen. They're going to bless their kids, even if they're not, they're sinners, amen. He says, how much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Why are we afraid of the Holy Spirit? He's your friend. <laughs> he's our friend. He's our counselor. He's our, he's our buddy. He's our, he's our guide. He's our, he's our, our, our comforter. He's everything. This is the greatest gift that God left us when he said, you know what, unless I go, he can't come. But if I go, I'll send him, amen, and he's going to help us. He gives us revelation. He is a, he's a great helper and a great friend. you got to pray, Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, fill me with your power. Listen, it's very clear that it's the Holy Spirit who releases power of God in our lives. This was true for Jesus, and it's true for you and I. In Luke chapter 4.18, Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord was upon me. Acts 1.8 says, You will receive power when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you. Acts 10.38 says that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. So these scriptures make it very clear that what the Holy Spirit does he releases power. We don't see him release power or God's power in our cleverness, right? Or in our strength, amen, or in our wealth or our natural gifts. But the Holy Spirit releases God's power where it's most effective. And I want you to listen to this. It's in our weakness. It's in our dependency to God. It's in those areas in our lives where we need to really, really rely on him because we can't do it on our own. See, most of us have a hard time of grabbing a hold of this. What do you mean, pastor? Power and weakness? Come on, we'd rather have it in strength, amen. We'd rather have it in self-control or a sense of control, amen. But God delights in releasing his power in our weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 says this, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness, so that I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in insult, hardships, persecution, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's in your weakness. It's when we got to depend on him and we got to reach out to him and call out to him 
That's when God displays his power inside of us. So those weaknesses, amen, that, that, that you don't like in your life, it's those weaknesses of, of areas of struggle in your life, amen. They are the very areas, listen, church, in which the Holy Spirit does its best work to empower you and to equip you. It's in those areas that you are weak that he makes you strong. It's in those areas of weaknesses in my life, in this walk and journey with Christ, amen, where God has released his supernatural power to make me strong. Times when I wanted to run, hide, give up. Give in. Am I talking to anybody in this place? Amen. He has shown up each and every time, and he has given me strength. See, God doesn't want us to grieve, but to trust. He doesn't want us to live in fear, but stand in faith. We have to know and hear the voice. Listen, his voice in those hard times. Come on, these last couple of years, church, has been hard. Come on, all of us. It's been hard on the body of Christ. It's been hard on you individually. That's why many are not here today, church. Many have not worked their way back, amen, because they got stuck out there. Come on, this was a plan, an assault from the enemy is to separate the church, amen. He hit, amen. Our shepherd was struck, amen, and the sheep scattered. But God is gathering, amen. Come on, we're not supposed to be scattered, but we have to gather, amen. We need to come together as a believers, amen. And we got to know his voice because at this time and at this hour, church, God is speaking. God is speaking from the heavenlies, amen. He's speaking from the heavens and speaking to our hearts. He's speaking to individuals. He's speaking to churches today. He's speaking to the body of Christ just like he did this morning, amen. The winds are coming, amen. But your roots are going deep down, amen. I'm planting a tree. I'm planting something right here in Las Vegas uh, that's about to sprout out and grow out. Amen. Let me tell you, uh, the wind will come, but you will not be blown down. For those who believe. We need to know how to hear his voice, church. Come on, during this time, that's all we had to do. That's why he sent us home for that season was to hear his voice again. But yet we... We remain complaining, division, church against church, pastor against pastor, and the enemy was just laughing. Be open, be closed, you're wrong, they're right. See what the enemy did? Confusion came in. And God says, you know what? I want you to sit at my feet just like Mary did. Stop being a Martha at that time. That's what it was. God, God was shutting down the church, shutting us home. and says, you know, you need to get a hold of this, but we continue to be Marthas. No, no, we're going to remain. We're going to do this. We're going to do that and, and all this stuff. Amen. He says, no, no, I need you to sit. I need you to listen. Because I'm speaking. What we do. A lot of the people rose up and be Marthas and say, ah, you're wrong, Ray. We got to keep working. We got to keep doing it. God's saying, you know what? Well, we are going to work, but in this moment, you need to sit and you need to listen. He rebuked Martha and says, you know what? Mary chose the right thing. That time and moment, it was hard for me, even to, for me you know, and you know me. I don't want to shut down. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm. Let's go, very bad. 
But even with me, he had to settle me down. He said, you know what? I'm speaking right now. I need you to listen. Come on, he doesn't want us to grieve, like I said, but to trust. Not to live in fear, but stand in faith. To hear his voice in those hard times. And right now, some of us are going through some hard times. Amen. But in those times, his word brings life. When you open up the word of God, it brings life, church. And hopefully you're reading the book of John because it's bringing life, church. It's bringing the power. It's bringing the, the character. It's bringing the identity of who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is and what he came to release, amen, and that he came from the Father, amen. And we believe in Christ, amen. If we believe in him, then we believe in the Father. If we believe in the Father, then we believe in the Holy Spirit, amen. It's all connected, church. And then it tells us there and it brings life. It takes confusion out. I've learned over the years that sometimes his word, speaking of God's word, doesn't line up to human reasoning. Love your enemies? What? Come on, who likes to love their enemies here? Come on, let's be honest, amen. Come on. Come on, forgive those who hurt you? Hmm, I don't know. Sometimes his word, come on, can we be honest? Just don't line up to our human understanding. But I've learned, amen, through the years that when God is speaking to me, amen, my best interest is to pay attention to what he's saying. And he's speaking today, church. He spoke last week through the man and the woman of God that was brought into this house. He speaks every Sunday right here in this church, amen. He speaks every Wednesday, eh? He speaks every time you open the book of God, amen, the Bible, amen. He speaks to you, amen, and he comes to bring life. And when you seek and you pray, he speaks. Sometimes in your prayer life, some of you guys need to just to shh. And let him speak. Come on, we're good at speaking. And there's nothing wrong with that, amen. We got to sometimes speak some needs, but sometimes God says, you know what, just sit and I'll talk to you. Those are the best prayer times when you're silent and he's speaking. Church. Life brings most of us to places that, where we realize that we cannot handle the pressures of life by ourselves. We lose confidence in our own efforts when we do it in our own abilities. Those are the times when the Holy Spirit, listen, that's when the Holy Spirit will, show, will wow you and wow us with his awe and with this wonder. When we sit there and we wait on him, then he blows our minds. If you turn to him and say, I am weak and I need your power. Right? He works best in where? In our weaknesses. But for some of us, we're too prideful to say, I'm weak. I say, you're, we're so prideful to say that I'm weak. Nobody likes to say that. 
I'm weak. I'm strong. I'm not weak. But it takes that person to say, you know what, God, I can't do this. I'm trying to do it on my own. I need you. I'm tapping out. And I need you to jump in, Holy Spirit, because I can't do this on my own. Let me tell you, I've I, I tried to do it on my own, church. I just run with all the, all the, the zeal that I have for God, and all that is good for a moment, amen, until I realize, God, I, I need you. I'm weak right now. And then when we admit that, then he comes in. And then our weakness makes us strong. Isn't that awesome? We think weakness is a defeat. Weakness is a whatever. No, no. He comes in and you admit it. And all of a sudden he comes in and he empowers you. And strengthens you. And gives you direction. And gives you guidance. And gives you everything that you need. If we simply just say, God, I'm weak. I need you. I need you, Lord. I need you. Without you, I can't do nothing, Lord. But with you, I can do all things. Come on, you, you got to look at your situation. We look at our situation like, ah, God can't do nothing here. No, because you stop believing. The enemy has took away your faith. The God that did the things in the past, you think can't do it today. Because your belief, you're not believing anymore. When you don't believe, you have, there's no faith. If there's no faith, you can't receive. You can't be, if you don't believe, you won't receive, right? You've you got to believe that God can do the same things that he's done always. He's never changed. The world has changed. The world is different. The world has thrown us all kinds of different stuff at us, but he's still the same God. He's still a good God. <laughs> he's still a faithful God. He's still, the Holy Spirit is always just right there. Just call out to me. Tap out. Let me, let me jump in. I'll fight for you. I'll strengthen you. I'll, I'll be there. I'll help you. He does, he's, he's a gentleman. He doesn't push his way out. He goes, oh, you're so weak. I'll take care of it. He, does, he doesn't do things like that. He's, he, once you come in, you invite him, then he comes inside of you. He's like, Whoa. all right. You know, something supernatural takes place, church, that empowers you, gives you the confidence. You ever said words that you said, where do those words come from? You know, you're witnessing to somebody, and all of a sudden, man, you're like, the Holy Spirit is just all over, and you start just giving life, and all of a sudden, like, where in the heck did that come from, amen? The Holy Spirit. The words that you read, the, the things that you read in the Word, he, he, he reminds you, he, he brings it, he activates it, he opens it up, amen. It's like a computer system inside our, our brains that he starts to open files and boom, 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 and bam, 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 whoa, and then all of a sudden it just clicks. And man, you're just preaching like, man, like you never preached before because you thought it wasn't in you, but it is in you. The things that we store, the things that we read, the Holy Spirit brings it up, pops it up and activates it and empowers it. We can say the words, amen, and we just speak it, amen. But when we have the Holy Spirit and we're speaking, and then power comes behind that. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Oh, yeah, that sounds powerful. But when you have it in you, you're like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You're speaking it. There's power when you believe it. Listen, it's because you're believing it. Yeah, yeah, I know nothing born against me will prosper. No, see, you're not believing it. Yeah, nothing formed against me shall prosper. I pray that prayer every day. God, I'm blessed as I leave. I'm blessed as I come. Hallelujah. Nothing coming against our church will prosper, God. If you're for us, who can be against us? I believe that. I believe that. I'll say it because I believe it. 
I don't just say it because I want to say it. it sounds cool. But at that time, at that moment, I'm preaching. Amen. I'm going to throw that in there right here. Boom. That would really wow them. Amen. Hallelujah. I ain't wowing nobody. Hallelujah. It's the Holy Spirit that wows. The gifts that were flowing here had nothing to do with the man of God. He was just obedient to God. God gets all the glory. We, I was wild by what the Holy Spirit did that weekend. I was wild what God was speaking. I said, God, you're speaking. No, not, it wasn't Pastor Joey. It was God speaking life into you. It was God speaking life into you and you and you and you. It was God, all God, because only God knows you. And he used you as an available vessel. He said, God, here am I. Use me to speak life. He yielded himself. And boom, God just drops it down him. And he starts to see what God sees. And starts to speak what God tells him to speak. We can't speak on our own. It has to be the spirit that leads us to speak. And then that's when you get the awe. That's when you get the wonder. Because you are knowing and recognizing it's the Holy Spirit that empowers us. He's the one that empowers us. I can't do this on my own. I have to ask him to fill me with your spirit. Grace me with your strength. Release your supernatural power in my life. We need to be part of God's army in this generation, church. People, listen, who believes in a big God. That sees a big God, right? What was the message last week? The God you see is the God you, you get. See God big in your situations. People that want to experience more, listen, of his resurrection power. I want to experience more of that power, that power that raised Christ from the dead. I want it to, I want it to be ignited inside of me. She gets it, see? She's like, yeah, preach it, pastor. <laughs> Man, to see that. I mean, want to see his resurrection power, more of his resurrection power. Come on. It's not just a story we read, church. It's something that's inside of us that needs to get birthed inside of us. And for some of us, we just need a, a joke of something. You need something to rise up. Amen. Come on. We can step on your toe and you, there's not, no response. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. Man, we need to light some firecrackers behind you or something to get you. Woo! Yeah, there it goes. Hallelujah. That power is ready. It's like that little girl. Right? The conference was about a little girl. And the awe and wonder of God. They, that little girl that wants to believe is inside of you. That little boy that's in, that believes and believes big things is inside of you. Say, God, I want to believe. I want to believe. I want to believe big. Take me back to that little girl, that little boy who believed you for everything. Come on. When we first got saved, we were believing God for the world. And then the world gets on us. And then we start viewing God not as a big God, but as a small one. Or a God that we just put on a shelf and just call out to when we need him. Let's all stand up.